podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This week on The Marketer's Report, Patrizio Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct-to-Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on building trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy, and we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. As the number one audio company, iHeart Media gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the data you need to grow. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Celtic State of Mind. I'm Paul John Dykes. I'm joined by Laura Bradburn, who was on earlier on today when it was something of a slow news day. <laughs> All of a sudden, Laura, just when Axon viewers thought they could go a whole day without me appearing on the bulletin, Dominic Mackay steps down from his role as Chief Executive Officer. What is your initial reaction before we get to the statement made by Celtic? Um, well, it's it's one of these things you you hear rumours of unrest and, and they they stretch back as far as the start of the season, but you always think are there there's bound to be teething problems with a new CEO taking a, a over after someone who's been in post for seventeen years or whatever it was that Peter Lawwell was in charge. But you imagine perhaps naively now looking at it that that it will settle down. So the fact that the news has come through that he's actually stepped down uh, it's quite shocking and obviously the, the phrase personal reasons has been used we don't really have any clue as to what the actual reason is for it but you know regardless of what the reason is for it it must have been something pretty big to make him to make him step down this early on into a, a post that you would have thought would have been one of the most sought after posts in the career of his kind well the big thing is we we headhunted Don McKay. You know, he was in a, a very um, senior position at the SRU. We've tracked him down and he has come in to the club with a set of new ideas. I mean, you know, we were invited along to a fans forum. We have also been invited to the, the, the press conferences, uh, the very first of which attended by our very own Natasha Miko, where she was able to ask uh, Dominic Mackay some questions around his vision for Celtic. He spoke about modernising the entire football club. Um, during the fans' forum, he spoke about business, football, charity. He's a lifelong Celtic supporter. Uh, and we're in a situation now, Laura, where it's really the last thing we want to hear 
uh, as Celtic supporters when we're trying to get everything back on track after last season's disaster, and it was an absolute disaster. Uh, and you've got to go at this moment in time without speculating with what the club um, states as fact. So the statements out there on the Celtic uh, website, um, you alluded to it, we have heard murmurings in the last few days um, that this might be happening. You never want to break a story like this until um, the source is absolutely watertight and challenged, but it has come to fruition. Um, a bit shocked, a bit bemused uh, and disillusioned by the whole situation because you want stability at this moment in time. We spoke most of the season last season uh, when we realised there were issues that big, big changes had to be made. And we weren't just talking about, uh, you know, on the football side, Laura, we were talking about the structure of the club. We were talking about the CEO. And a lot of these changes in terms of personnel have been made, but we didn't see a lot of the structural changes. So we've got a manager who's come in. He has uh, he's, He is working with the backroom team that he has inherited. Um, there is no recruitment, head of recruitment. Um, there's a whole issue around whether or not we were going to have a director of football. We bring in um, Gordon Strachan to uh, you know, undertake a role that hitherto had never been available at Celtic Park. It's a role that's been created for him. So there has been a lot of um, issues around since Don McKay came in, but he spoke about a modernisation of the club. Since he's came in, We've signed 12 players. There's been a plethora of players leaving. We've brought in a new manager. And, you know, in terms of the modernisation, how can you how can you put any kind of structure in place when one of the key figures, Laura, is no longer with the company? Yeah, it's it, it's really it's really difficult to do. And I think I, I think, you know, you struggle in a situation like this to speculate because you know, I'm already getting messages from people thinking that, that we are more in the know than we are about this situation. You know, beyond the statement that Celtic have made, I have no idea why, why Don Mackay has stepped down. But like you say, he was always facing an uphill battle. You know, if we take aside the personal reasons that, that are alluded to that made him step down, you know, you do have to wonder with all the change that was required. We could see without being inside the club how much change was required. I find it hard to imagine for a man like him who's been as successful as he is, but you do wonder, you know, has he has he found when he's come in that the situation was much more insurmountable than he thought it was going to be? Has he thought that he wasn't going to get the backing to make the changes that he wanted to make? Did he basically think he was hitting his head off a brick wall and was in a hiding to nothing this early on and has thought to himself... You know, he could better use his strengths and skills elsewhere. You know, but we'll, I, I don't think we'll ever know the full story, but it just points to, um, you know, you used the word chaos earlier on, and and, and it, it just points to a situation where the the club is the club is kind of in a tailspin from top to bottom. I think you know we we've had a few good results on the pitch. I think Ange Postecoglou is doing what he can to to hold things together on that front. But what's very, very abundantly clear is that things behind the scenes are are far from rosy. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be getting some reactions from the comments section, Laura. The whole idea of this was um, 
to try and get some kind of reaction from Celtic supporters. And we'll lead the discussion. We'll get as many comments in as possible. But I think you make a fantastic point in that when someone has been at the helm, not always as a CEO, but the helm of a football club or a football team for such a length of time, and someone new comes in, Laura, with new ideas, uh, with um, being tasked to implement a new culture, at the football club, and you look at the uh, situation Celtic were in, there was a huge amount of new ideas required. There was a whole cultural change required that was touched upon time and time again last season. Is it such a a bad situation with the, the current board of directors that a brand new CEO has come in with all these tremendous ideas? And as you say, he's been hitting his head against a brick wall. This is the fear. This is a fear, and I'm not scaremongering uh, because you get criticised for being positive uh, and you get criticised for being negative. This is an instant reaction to a bit of a bombshell uh, that's just been dropped on Celtic on the eve of us getting back into domestic action in the week leading up to a very important European game. It's not the kind of news that we want in terms of the stability of the club and the progression and the development and everything else that we've been talking about in a positive sense, Laura. And there is this fear now. There is also a way of writing statements when um, big, big news happens and there are certain phrases that are used that are almost coveralls, almost protective of the individuals. So if there is anything on a personal level that is forced Dominic McKay to leave the club, then our sympathies are with him and our thoughts are with him and his family. Of course it is. But as a Celtic supporter, you're looking at these issues that, you know what, it's the same you think about it. You compare where we were just now to where we were six months ago, when, you know, in February, seven months ago rather, in February when Neil Lennon was relieved of his duties. What's changed? Okay, so the manager's changed and a bunch of players have changed, which happens anyway. You know, that that is what happens year on year at any football club, Laura. That's not the be all and end all of what was required at Celtic. We needed internal change, cultural change, structural change. None of that has happened. And that's a huge concern now that the person who was going to be a huge influence in that change is no longer there. That suggests to me that the changes and the modernisation that he had at the forefront of his plans were not accepted by the Celtic board. Yeah, um, and I think that stretches as you look forward um, to... You know, Michael Nicholson, who I confess I don't know an awful lot about, apart from what's been said in, in some of the documentation that I've read online. Uh, again, I can't source it completely, but I believe he's been at the club for around eight years. Um, he's previously had another position at the club. He's going to be acting CEO. You know, so that's somebody from within, from from the old regime who's who's going to be taking over as CEO um, the old regime that whose whose faults we're all more than well aware of, despite the fact we did have so much uh, success over the last decade. You look at decisions like that, and you look at bringing an ex-manager in like Gordon Strachan to consult on how to modernise and update the club. I, uh, we've never heard anything about that, the success or otherwise of that. You know, it just the whole thing is starting to smell a little bit of. Jobs for the boys, and I don't mean that in a in a sexist manner. I just mean that as the phrase that it is, in the sense that it just seems to me like there's a certain 
group of people and a certain group of acceptable people who who get on within the club and who are able to get ahead because of their relationships within the club. And we don't seem to be able to break out of that and get new, fresh ideas in. At the moment, Ange is the newest, freshest thing that we have at the club and arguably the best. And I think that should speak volumes in and of itself. I was really, really encouraged when I saw the fresh, exciting way Dom Mackay was looking to engage with the support when he came in with the, the fan media conferences and, you know, the 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 donation to the Kano Foundation of the season tickets. You know, there was lots of, lots of positive things that he was doing. And you're just sitting here thinking, you're almost grieving the loss of that kind of action that's been taken because you think, at the very least, we're not going to get that for a long time again because we're not guaranteed that the next person that is appointed is going to have that outlook. So you're disappointed from from multiple angles as far as that's concerned. And I say all this... uh, you know, taking on board what you've said already as well as we don't know what the personal reasons are, whether it's used as a kind of coverall statement as it can be, or or whether it's it's alluding to something genuinely um affecting Dominic's family. And in that case again I would I would echo your thoughts that, that my thoughts go out to him, whatever difficulties have been going on. Yeah, absolutely, Laura. <clears throat> but again when when you're reacting to it, you try to to give it from every angle. Uh James McGrory We'll probably never find out the real reason why as well. Probably, you're you're spot on. The club are in a position when something like this happens, Laura, where they have obviously got to protect all parties. So they don't want another crisis on their hands. Of course they don't. They want to protect the individual involved in in Don McGuay. So that statement, if it is specific to him and there are personal reasons, absolutely. We respect that. We now look at the club. Uh, We don't know the reasons why it's not worked out, let's say. Uh, You've mentioned Gordon Strachan. You now start asking the question, speculating. Yes, you are allowed to speculate as a football fan. Um, You know, whose decision was it to bring Gordon Strachan back to the club? All these things will unravel in time. Uh, And I'm not saying that was the reason for this. This has obviously been over a period of months. Dominic Mackay engaged more with the Celtic fan base directly in that period than uh, during Peter Lowell's term, you know, because not only did he invite Celtic uh, fan groups like a Celtic state of mind into press conferences, which, you know, up until yesterday we, we were doing a press conference, he was contacting us directly, Laura. Now, we didn't go on about it on the show because I think, there is a confidentiality and a respect that if someone contacts you and you have a discussion, you try and keep that private. But Dominic Mackay contacted the Celtic State of Mind and other platforms and he was engaging with us directly on a one-to-one basis over the telephone. He was digging out these contact numbers from the, the media team. He was contacting people and there will be other podcasters, if they're watching this, nodding in agreement because they will have contacted them as well. And he was engaging. What is it that you expect to see over the next few months? These are the types of questions he was interested in hearing the answers to. So from my perspective, it was all positive. But you're on the outside looking in. You don't know what's happening behind closed doors. You don't know the impact, positive or otherwise, that the new appointment has has had. And you don't know, and, and that is within all the staff and all the departments at Celtic, and you don't know the impact he's had on the board because there's a board there, a boardroom that are so used to 
the workings and um, the machinations of Peter Lobel because he'd been there so, so long. I think the example I used earlier uh, when we were chatting, I think, off air, was, you know, even if you bring it right down to a football team and Alex Ferguson and someone who has had so much control over a football team, um, they're so difficult to replace because they were doing the job often, Laura, um, of various people within the department that they're working in. And I think Peter Lowell was that type of person where he was a control freak. He was controlling various departments that probably should have been running themselves with an oversight, but he knew everything that was happening. And perhaps the new man, Dominic Mackay, coming in has had a completely different view on that and a completely different approach to it. All we know as Celtic fans is we're trying to prepare for big games coming ahead on the back of a derby defeat um, after two defeats in the league and, and going out uh, of the Champions League. And we're trying to rebuild. And we see the, the transfer window that, that's just passed as part of the rebuild. We're hoping that by the time we get to January, we're still in, a, in touch of the, the, the title challenge, Laura. But this does affect. It's not one of these things that there's a statement to the stock exchange. You know, it's spoken about in dispatches in the following day's media. This is bad, bad timing for Celtic right now, isn't it? It's not a faceless entity that has moved aside and then there's been an internal uh, promotion. This is big news for Celtic and it's quite worrying. Well, listen, we, 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 can't, we can't, as we have done, want change at the top uh, and then expect uh, and want that change so that we can take the club forward and then in, expect it not to have an effect when it when it falls apart in the way that it has done. You know, the club is as directionless as it has been uh, since I've since I can remember, really. Uh, and you need that figurehead at the at the head of the club. You need that person. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Sort of dictating or, or, or providing the vision for the club going forward. And I'm not talking necessarily about the manager. I think the manager provides that very much for the playing side of the staff and for the team that's on the pitch and maybe for the youth academies and things like that. But, you know, there's a whole off-the-pitch business side to, to Celtic Football Club that's required to keep it running, without which the on-the-pitch success doesn't come. And at the moment, we don't have somebody in place who's going to be able to provide that. Now, I don't know how long due diligence takes to, to appoint somebody to a position like that. I don't know... Um, how aware they've been of Don Mackay's decision to step down and whether that due diligence has already begun. But, you know, you, you almost worry that the that with us being in the middle of a season at the moment, as we are in a busy period that's only going to get busier up until Christmas, you wonder when this situation's going to be resolved. Are we going to be stuck with an acting CEO from now until the end of the season? Who knows? Because at the moment, you can also bet that anybody who's in a position to come in to to do this job will do their own due diligence and they'll see what's happened with the previous incumbent of the job and, and, and that's not going to uh, reflect favourably in the club either. So, you know, th this is all speculation, but at, at the moment I'm just baffled about where we go from here. Well, 
you, you, that's the thing. Um, there is this disillusionment uh, when something like this happens. You use the term uh, in terms of the, the leadership of the club. We do appear to be rudderless at the moment, and that is a big concern. Um, I know that the club will be in a situation where let's fulfil that position, let's fill it internally. But what you're doing there is you're you're filling it internally with someone who you quite rightly said had been at the club for eight years, um, who is part of that inner culture uh, that exists within the club that apparently was needing to be modernised. So we're just basically stepping back to what it was before. Um, the comment made on the official statement received from Celtic, he has been at the centre of executive decision-making. This is Michael Nicholson at Celtic during his time at the club, working directly with the board, the chief executive and the football department. Michael carries the confidence of the board and his colleagues. He's widely known and highly regarded in football circles in the UK and in Europe. So, yeah, he's going to be stepping in. But we are still rudderless. We actually are probably weaker now than we were when Peter Lowell was at the helm, Laura. You know, and well, that's well, bizarre when you think of the criticism that we've been given on. But I think that that would be a fair point to make. Yeah, well, I'll say this, that, you know, we talk about stock phrases that, that are used in, in statements like this and how you you can only take so much from what's there. But one that stood out to me is that the current acting CEO has the full confidence of the board. Well, what if the fans and the people looking at the club don't have full confidence in the board or their decision making? Then we can't have full confidence in anybody that they have full confidence in. It's it's. It's unfortunate because I I, I think I, as we were so um, often told last season as Celtic supporters, you can appear somewhat entitled uh, when you are complaining in the face of the the amount of success that we've had. But as we've said multiple times on this show, you can you can maintain a certain element of on-the-pitch success, especially when we have the resources at our disposal disposal that other clubs don't in this country, you can have that amount of success on the pitch without the club necessarily being as well run as it should be. And we all know that from basically from the moment that we decided to downscale from Brendan Rodgers, Brendan Rodgers was the only positive decision that was made by the club in that decade of success, every other decision outside of that has been somewhat shambolic and somewhat baffling. And you just worry that if we don't get a fresh set of eyes in, a fresh brain and a fresh set of ideas, that we're just heading backwards again. You know, you, Dom McKay was our ticket out of some of the frustrations that we had and, and we've lost that. You know, if someone had said to us on the day that he was paraded or on the day that we were invited along to the press conference with uh, the manager and the CEO, this CEO will not be in position for a year. Would you have believed it, Laura? I, well, there's two ways of answering that question. If you're talking about Don McKay as a person, the way that he presented himself, the way that he spoke, I would say that he does not appear like the type of man who, and again, I say this, not aware of his personal circumstances, so let's sort of take that out of the discussion, but he didn't appear to me to be the type of man who would kind of jump ship very quickly. Having said that, given everything that's happened over the last 18 months at the club and how shambolically it's been run previously, and given that we were only changing who the CEO was and not very many other people besides 
there was always a chance that this was not going to go well. There's also a big difference between saying, if you'd asked me, would I think he'd be here in a year? To if you'd asked me, did I think he'd be here by the end of September? That's that's another huge thing. You you know, you're talking about a guy who officially only took up his post at the start of July. Yes, he was. Yes, he was here from sort of I think mid-April time. But he officially only took his post at the start of July. So you're talking about um, not even three months in the post and he's gone, which is, you know, it, it's a major sign of whatever the frustrations or problems were at the club that that he's decided that it's not worth continuing with at this point because, you know, he he will be sensible enough to know you can't make those changes in three months, but perhaps you can decide that they can't be made in any scale in that time that that's the kind of time period that uh, you know you bring a consultant and to have a look at a situation Laura and they mm. give you a list of recommendations um, the CEO has come in to modernise this football club not just the football side of it the entire club to try and instil a forward thinking culture and mentality within the entire club and as you say within three months of being officially uh, the CEO at Celtic Football Club he is no longer at the club um, I'm looking at some of the reactions coming in. Paul Brady, you're watching on YouTube. Welcome to the show. What is going on? You have to wonder if he's being held back in his attempt to modernise the club and take it where he perceives his vision of the future the club should take. Absolutely, that is a concern. And, you know, sometimes... Love the avatar, by the way. It's great. Yeah, it's a belter. It's an absolute <laughs> belter. Um, and there is some speculation flying about. Of course there is. The Bucky Bandit. Nice avatar again. Others saying he stepped down as he was struggling to get change done with the board. Right. Everything points to the board at the moment. One final message for the for the time being from Strangelove the Doctor. God bless you, Don McKay. I wish you and your family all the best for the future. 100%. Um, I would share those sentiments, and I think everybody at Axon would share those sentiments as well. Thanks for bringing in Ange and doing your best to improve Celtic. You'll never walk alone. A lot of the comments are coming in talking about the board. You made the the point about uh, the statement in relation to having the confidence of the board. Right, okay. Do you have full confidence in the current board, Laura? No, because I think... I think the way that the club has been run in recent years suggests a little bit of downscaling, a bit, a bit of resting on our laurels. Um, instead of uh, increasing the gap between our nearest competitors, which at this point are Rangers, um, we decided that we had enough to continue at the level we were at. Any club built on success continues to build on that success and we have not done that. And that can only be the fault of the board. You know, a manager and playing staff and training staff and all that kind of thing can only do so much to deliver success. Ange is doing his best to deliver success and has been given funds to do that, I accept. But it's only on the face of his being taken to a point of no return as far as the, the last crop. of You know, you shouldn't be in a position where you have to completely overhaul the squad in one summer, to have any chance of maintaining a, a maintaining the league, you shouldn't have to hold on to players and promise them things to get them to stay an extra year and then end up twenty five points behind Rangers because of it. That all points to me 
to a poor board whose confidence uh, or, or who who do not have my confidence whatsoever. And so any decision making that they are doing at this point, I'm not sure that I could fully back. And that includes their selection of of uh, acting CEO, even though, you know, most Celtic supporters, myself included, will not know him from Adam and won't know exactly how to take him. You, you know, you're it's almost like being at the top of a roller coaster hill and waiting for it to go uh, down because you're just sort of sitting thinking, I don't know what's coming here, but, you know, I'll, I'll be pretty bamboozled by the end of it. I know. And most of the time after that, you're feeling a wee bit sick. And I think that's in the post as well, Laura. Um, now, there's another good comment coming in here from Neil Lennon. Long time no speak, Lenny. Uh, there will now be a non-disclosure agreement in place. So us supporters will be expected to just accept it and move on. It's not good enough. The, right. Absolutely. You're spot on. There'll be a non-disclosure agreement. But it does feel like as supporters, we're going to just return back to the non-engagement because that was the thing we were banging on about all last season, Laura. They're not communicating with us. They're not engaging with us. Now, Dominic Mackay played a big part in that flipping in relation to getting a number of podcasters and bloggers um, into press conferences where we could engage. And you wonder if even that will continue, not from a selfish perspective, because obviously you you bring that information back, you share it amongst the fans already. Uh, we were being asked the question, when were we going to be able to speak to the manager or Dominic Mackay again? Because it's great speaking to new signings and players, etc. But there's only so much you can find out from the playing side. And because of everything that's happened, a lot of our supporters, Laura, want to know what's happening behind the scenes, the boardroom level, the decision-making level, how is the modernisation Going, that's what like what we said before, Gordon Strachan, the appointment, it was kind of laced with controversy, the dual, the dual interest uh, question, all of that. Since then, we've really not heard what's he been doing, what has been the outcome, has there been any recommendations, you know, where is it going, is it going to be a more of a long-term thing? So there's huge concerns, I feel, in amongst the, the Celtic fan base now because it all comes back down to the board. These guys and one female on the board um, who, for me, and I've said it before, and it's not a reaction to the news that Dominic Mackay has stood down, they're completely out of touch, completely out of touch. They lack creativity. Um, they lack diversity within that boardroom as well. And I think there's a huge lack of belief in them by a massive section of the Celtic support. As Celtic supporters, uh, I am now, personally, and I'm speaking about my own feelings I'm now concerned about Ange Postacoglu uh, because, I mean, we kind of looked at the situation when he came in and there's no way you're going to pluck out a name from the hat after Eddie Howe, uh, the deal drops down and, and falls down around their ears regarding Eddie Howe. So it's obvious that we've been aware of Ange Postacoglu for some time, Laura. There's been contact for some time. And then you, you ask yourself the question, when you look at the, the wording of his answers in relation to when he was discussing this with the club, he didn't say he was discussing it with Peter Lowell. He didn't say he was discussing it with Dominic Mackay. He spoke about speaking it, uh, about the job with the CEO. So that's left open to interpretation. And there might have been a crossover and he may have dealt with both CEOs during that process. Whose vision has he bought into? Has he bought into the vision of the board who he's now working under? Or did he buy into Dominic Mackay's vision? Because if it's the latter... I'm even more concerned. 
Yeah, because as we know, in the short time that Ange has been here, if he feels messed about or if he feels promises have been broken or if he feels promises will not be delivered that were made, uh, I don't think he'll be in any two minds about, you know, packing up shop and heading heading back to Australia or Japan or wherever he's more uh, more used to, to coaching. I sincerely hope for the sake of Celtic Football Club that that is not the case because Ange Postacoglu is the best thing that's happened to this club in the last two years. Um, he has a philosophy with football that I, that I adore um, and I think given the time and the resources, he could get it right. Uh, to go back to the point about the lack of engagement, the thing that frustrates me about that from the board is you know, you quite often get them coming out and saying, or 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 people qualifying some of what we talk about and saying, you know, well, they don't have to tell us all the ins and outs of everything and, and they don't have to tell us the inner workings of the club because at the end of the day, no club would do that and it would give away too many trade secrets and things. Fine, I accept that. Don't announce publicly then that you are appointing Gordon Strachan to do a consultancy period because if you don't, then report on the outcomes of that consultancy period to the fans, then it's nothing more than a PR stunt to me. For all we know, nothing has been done from that. And I, I keep going back to the Gordon Strachan thing, but only because it's the most recent and most egregious example of that type of thing that I'm talking about. It, it's point scoring in the extreme uh, in the public domain with no end product. It's It's another... Neil Lennon, um, what, what did they call it, that they were going to kind of review his situation and mm. provide us with a, a an outcome of their investigations in the new year. That never came formally. You know, it's it just strikes you a little bit as another method with which to get the fans off their back. And, and you know, good words and good phrases with no end product is not something that you can... Um, that you can get behind as a fan of, of a club and it, it seems to be the way they're operating. But yeah, to go back to Ange Postacoglu, I sincerely hope that whatever vision he has brought he has bought into has not been too strongly tied to, to Dominic Mackay because if it is and if he feels the need to um, up sticks and leave, I think we will be very much poorer for it. Absolutely. I mean... That's my big concern. It's the concern of many of the fans who are tuning in. Joe Burt, welcome back to the show, Joe. I hope you're well. I think we are all very concerned about Ange. However, it may be a genuine personal issue. Absolutely. Uh, always uh, reiterating that point. Listen, Laura, this was a very impromptu uh, reaction bulletin. Thank you very much for joining me. Thanks, everybody. Keep the comments coming in. We will be back tomorrow to cover the game. So we will continue to respond to comments that you make on the video tonight and beyond. Uh, yeah, another bombshell moment um, in the world of Celtic Football Club. Thanks for tuning in and join us tomorrow for a Celtic State of Mind.
This week on The Marketer's Report, Patrizio Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct-to-Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on building trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy, and we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the data you need to grow. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. At Discount Tire, we know your time is valuable. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online. Did you know Discount Tire now sells wiper blades? Check out our current deals at DiscountTire.com or stop in and talk to an associate today. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network.